Good morning. Welcome to Love and Ambition with Tink and Savage. My name is Humble Savage. I'm here with the one and only Tinkahontas. Good morning. <laughs> We're really happy to be here with you guys. This has become a weekly ritual for us. Um, it kind of helps create a little bit of consistency in our lives amidst you know, everything that's moving and changing. Um, so we're happy that you can take a moment to slow down, uh, hang out with us, and hopefully you get something out of today's episode. Today we're going to be exploring the topic of the eulogy and what it is that we would like to devote our lives to. Um, as always, we're going to open with a quote just to set the tone and some of the intention and energy for the episode. Tink, you want to go ahead and read the quote? A fearful thing to love, hope, dream, to be, to be and oh, to lose. A thing for fools, this, and a holy thing, a holy thing to love. For your life has lived in me, your laugh once lifted me, your word was a gift to me. To remember this brings a painful joy, this a human thing, love, a holy thing, to love, that death has touched. What a beautiful quote. Hmm. It is a fearful thing to love what death can touch. Wow. It's interesting. When, when we come into this world, we're gifted not only life, but a certain death. And we, we know for a fact it's coming. It'll be here one day. And it's really actually a blessing. It creates a sense of, a sense of urgency, a sense of purpose and intention, knowing that we won't be here forever. It doesn't have to be this morbid, you know, fearful thing that's hanging over our heads. I've thought about it like that at certain times in my life but now i'm i'm shifting my perspective and i'm using it as a as a benchmark or a gauge or a motivation towards the idea of you know what do i want my life to amount to so with that <laughs> take a big deep breath <laughs> And prepare yourself for some pretty seriously passionate and inspiring conversation. All right, Tink, I'm going to let you lead the way on this. We got our format today, pop questions. Why don't you go ahead and, and throw the first one out there? Okay. So since we're on the topic of life and the beauty of life and all of the contrast of life, which includes love and pain and, and death and joy and peace and war. Um, life comes with all of the contrasts and shades. 
my pop question to you is what do you want to be known for after you're gone? What is your legacy that you want the world to know about Blake Matthews? What a question. (laughs) My legacy is a legacy of miracle and redemption and recovery. I want to be remembered for being of service and helping change the lives of people who are open and ready to to learning and growing. I want my legacy to be a legacy of music and fashion and visual art. I want to be remembered for being the best version of myself, waking up and singing with the birds, having a positive attitude, affirming affirming my identity in, in God. I want to be remembered as someone who honored the power of the subconscious and was actively working towards unlearning the things that don't serve me or my people in my community. And I want to be remembered as a man who was proactive and who always showed up and put made an effort to be better, to help one person. And I want to be remembered as the guy that, you know, took his sweatshirt off his back just to help someone else be warm because they need it more than I do. You know, I really pray that people that mean mean something to me make an appearance at my, my funeral. I wonder who will be the one that that speaks my eulogy. Those are some of the things that matter to me. I want to be remembered as a mogul in music and fashion, someone who set his mind to something and accomplished and pursued his dreams. I want to be living proof that you can you can do what you love in this life. And I also want to want to demonstrate that you can overcome adversity and that pain and struggle is a compass when something hurts. When something is difficult, when something is hard, that's probably the one and only thing that you should focus on for the for that moment and that time being is moving forward and moving through whatever it is that's holding you back there. You know, prioritizing that, giving love and compassion to that. I want to be remembered as a fearless and I take that back. I want to be remembered as a courageous leader, singer, songwriter. Someone who helped people learn how to express themselves. 
I want to be remembered as a man of God. I think that's the gist of it. <laughs> that's very powerful. I know that there will be many, many people to show up for your event and have a million and 15,000 amazing things to say and memories to share. And your music will be playing loud and it'll be a celebration, a celebration of you and your accomplishments and the impact that you've made on the world. Cause I see you doing all those things right now. All those things that you just mentioned are not dreams for you. Those are things that you're doing right now in your life. I've witnessed them and I'm super proud of you. You are an amazing man of God and you have a lot to offer to the world. And your dreams are your reality. You're living your dreams. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, if you guys are listening, I hope I hope that you use this as an opportunity to to think about, you know, the way how would you like to be remembered? And how can you reverse engineer your life and your decisions, um, you know, back to that, that grand vision? I will also say that for me, I want to be remembered as someone who lived in the moment and who took things one day at a time. I want to be remembered as someone who takes the pressure off of having to have a grand vision because that's that's a pressure that I've felt for a long time. I have felt like I had to have an exact massive plan figured out vision. You know, that's a big part of manifesting your reality and your dream is to know what are the specifics of what I want. And that might work for some people. It may even work for Tink. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, you know, and I think there's some value and some truth in that. But these days I'm finding so much peace and just learning how to take care of myself one day at a time. And I want to be remembered as somebody who helped take the pressure off, you know, relieve the pressure, help people find peace in the moment so that they can become the best versions of themselves. You can become the best version of yourself and just take one step at a time, you know, towards being that best version of yourself and, you know, as time moves on, you know, God, God reveals himself in, in really funny and interesting ways. The things that are meant for you will present themselves. And I think more than anything, I want to be remembered as somebody who brought peace and hope and, and love and encouragement into the lives of the people that needed it most. You do that on the daily. You are a light in your community, in our community, and I see you bringing joy just just in your daily interactions. Um, I've gotten to know you quite a bit more over the last couple months, and I see um, you are a leader, and you are a world changer, not just a leader, and you're here to write write some standards, you're here to right some wrongs, you're here to um, bring the light to the dark places that people are ignoring in themselves and their shadows, 
And you're doing that by your own example. You're doing that by doing it to yourself first and showing others that it's possible and giving a roadmap on how to get to where you want to go. And it's super, super inspiring. Hmm. And, and it's an example of you living your legacy now, like one day at a time. I see that for sure. Hmm. Thank you for the affirmation, Tink. I want to throw this out there. I, I think great leaders and and specifically actually great learners have the ability to remove contextual boundaries from an equation or a situation or a book or you know maybe a religious service whatever it is learners have the ability to deconstruct the context and receive and apply the message of what's being spoken directly to them themselves how can i harvest the most value so that i can gather those berries you know, think of the value as berries, the berries are value, you know, or the, uh, what do they call them? Nuggets of wisdom, right? You know, you remove all the context and you, and you just soak up the nuggets of wisdom so you can bring them back to your community and you can bring them back to your people. And, um, that's really what I hope you guys, you know, can do when listening to this is, you know, um, just observe and be a part of this conversation with Tink and I and take what serves you and leave what doesn't. Um, so we hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. We're going to go ahead and close out the first pop question and jump into question number two. All right. Pop question number two. It's just way too important of a question for me not to ask Tink as well. So I'm going to throw it right back to you. <laughs> How do you want to be remembered? <laughs> um, I, I want to be remembered as somebody who has no limits, who believes that everything is possible, that decided what she wanted in life and went after it and accomplished all of it and um, <clears throat> broke those records and shattered those glass ceilings and proved that all those things that you said you can't do got done. And um, what's super important to me in my life is to find the alignment with how I truly believe and feel about life on the inside and finding it showing up on the outside of my life, like making it happen. So like <clears throat> one thing that I've been working on for a long time is becoming a published author. And I have a few books that aren't released, um, aren't published and released yet, but are pretty much finished and I believe that part of my legacy is to be a prolific author. And I love to write and writing is a gift that God has given me. And I believe that my legacy will be in the pages. And my legacy will continue on after I'm after I'm not here on this planet physically. But my message will be and my my uh example will be 
and the impact that it's had on others will be there. And I just want it to be like a fire. I want to start fires in people and let their fires start other fires. And this fire is a fire of hope and a fire of courage and a fire of empowerment and belief in yourself and belief in others and belief in your dreams. And so, yeah, books, (laughs) books are my legacy. (laughs) Very cool. So I think it can be really helpful and inspiring to think about the big picture, right? Like, what do we want our life to amount to? And dreaming big, it, it motivates us. It inspires us. How do we bring that back to the moment and align ourselves with the little things, the small habits, the daily actions that, you know, will maybe guide us to that place? How are you being asked to show up in your daily life in a way that aligns with that grander vision and the dream of leaving a legacy of books? Um, Because I know that the gift of writing is a gift and it was given to me. It also comes with certain um, accountabilities. And um, in 2012, when I got the download or instruction, to start writing. It also came with specific rules. And part of that was to be accountable to writing with a sober mind. And all the books that I've written and all the things that I've, um, you know, all the pages and all the um, poems and short stories and things that I've written have all been written from a place of sober mind. And I have learned that your inspiration will change if you're not, you know, if you're not clear minded or clear hearted. Um, And it's super, super like sacred to me to have that opportunity to be inspired by the divine. And I just, I believe that it's super powerful that when, when we're given opportunities and instructions that we follow all the details and that's, it's important to me. Um, I have about three books that are written that are not published, um, like four more that are half written, (laughs) um, like 25 more than my brain that haven't been started and, um, Commitment to time blocking writing time. Commitment to time blocking what happens before you write. Um, Consistency. Those are super important things to be successful when accomplishing a mission, especially writing. Um, The last book that I completed that has not been published is a book about a trip that I took in 2009 with, um, with my church to Kenya. And, um, a couple of years ago, I committed to finishing it in less than a month. And so I told myself, all right, get up every morning and you're going to write for two hours and you're going to complete this book before the end of the month. And I did. And so giving yourself parameters and boundaries and deadlines also helps compress your motivation into accomplishing things faster. So there's a, there's a whole lot of things that I could attribute um, the inspiration and success to, but I believe that 
when you're when you're inspired divinely or inspired in the world and you're inspired and you have something to share a message or whatever it may be spend some time meditating and ask for those details because those details are what makes the, the outcome and the legacy of what you're doing so specifically beautiful so So boundaries, intentions, motivations, deadlines, you know, these are things that exist in the here and now, right? They're ways that we can hold ourselves accountable um, towards taking the small steps um, and creating small habits that lead to the bigger picture of, you know, writing a book. Like, right, if you sit down and your goal is to write a book, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big goal. Like, you know, it can be a little bit daunting, like in, in my experience, at least. So um, I don't want to put words in your mouth or, you know, lead anyone else astray. But I'll just say in my experience, I, I can, I can definitely, um, I can definitely relate that, you know, at least sitting down to start and, and, that's the hardest part is starting for me. As soon as I sit down and really put pen to paper and like start writing, things usually flow. Um, and if they don't, then at least I know that I've committed to, you know, doing something that's in alignment with, with what I feel like I'm being called to do in this life. Um, so yeah, it's really cool to hear about your your dreams and your manifestations and the things that you've brought into form already. Um, what steps do you think you're meant to take towards publishing these books? Or or is there a next step or is the is it you know, what does that look like for you? Why haven't you published them yet? That is a really good question. <laughs> um, I don't have an answer for that other than just choosing not to or not choosing to publish. Um, I think it's time. Um, Has it been a choice? It's been a non-choice. Okay. Yeah, it's it's about neutrality in a sense. Like, it's there, but I haven't activated the publishing aspect. Um, part of me is unclear on the, the details on how to do that, but as many people in the world have published books, it's just about getting out there and finding the answers to your questions and finding out that you have more questions that you didn't know you had and answering them and just doing it. So there's no good explanation or reason on why other than I just haven't done it yet. So my recommendation to anyone who's maybe a newcomer in the space or you have a passion or a dream and you're not really sure where to start, is allow yourself to be a newcomer, right? Just humble yourself and seek opportunity and open your heart and, and you know, allow yourself to be that child. Hey, I'm really passionate about, you know, music or writing or books. And I just wanted to reach out and say, I really admire your work, right? Maybe there's someone you look up to that's doing something that you want to be doing. And I'm talking to myself right now because I have a couple friends in the music industry that are really doing some amazing things. Um, 
And my first instinct is to compare myself to them. And that's just conditioning. Um, and that, that comparison, it, it kills joy. It really, I've, I've watched it hurt my ego and put me in a bad place. Comparison is not, not a healthy thing to do. So, um, it's really important if you're comparing yourself or anything like that, like reach out to someone that loves you and, and that can help you get out of that headspace and remind you how amazing you are. Um, and try to approach it from a place of curiosity and seeking resources and, and maybe people that, you know, are doing what you want to do and just reach out and say, Hey, you know, can we, can we talk about this? I have a few questions about some of the accomplishments that you've made and, and maybe some recommended next steps for me to take as well. Um, cause I'm in that same boat, you know, I have so many songs that are just backlogged on my, in my hard drives, you know, and the world could really benefit from hearing them. And there are quite a few people that I look up to that consistently release music and I'm just, I'm just opening myself to guidance, um, from, from people who are, who I look up to and then really actually opening myself, uh, to guidance from, from above, right. You talk about, uh, vertical guidance and, and going upward and being in communication with God or source. So allow, allowing that part and that connection of me to guide the way as well. Um, but there are also some logistics involved in the process that some of the humans out here that have experience can definitely help us with. So um, cool. That's a really practical reminder that, you know, our dreams, we have to pray as if everything depended upon God, but act as if everything depended upon us. And non-action is just as much of an action as, as action is. Um, so it's time to take some action. I challenge you. What if we challenged each other and said, by the end of February 2022, that we have plenty of time to accomplish this goal. What if I challenged you to going through your backlogs and putting together a list of maybe five songs that you think are relevant and important to be heard and released in the near future and then put them aside and just pray and ask, ask God to tell you what to do with them next, but at least identify which ones that they are. And maybe, maybe you could challenge me to maybe get that book published by the end of the month. I don't know anything about the publishing industry, but I will say publishing a book in two weeks sounds like quite the uh it's ready do you intend that you so you don't intend to have an editor i don't know see that's the thing i'm so from my from my understanding like an editor's role is to work with you to develop the book into a way that will be received like by the masses like if you know you because i imagine you want you and i mean who knows maybe it's already in a format format divinely inspired like was did the bible have an editor like i don't know i really don't know i i'm i'm not the right person to ask you know but i i will say that like 
you know, it takes more than more than one or two people, you know, it takes a team. Remember the Oracle said that like, and I, I, I would just suggest that like, you know, we remain curious to who those people are, who the, who, who's really in alignment with like, you know, divine inspiration and wants to be here, not to hinder or to really change, but just to help support and, and, you know, dust off like whatever's already there, you know, to the true essence of like what, what it is that you're wanting to say, you know, because even in that script, um, writing contest, right. I've got this crazy story about something that happened to me in real life. And it's, what is it? Lifetime that puts that show on about TV or about, uh, these crazy experiences that have happened to people. They, they turn real life experiences into, into reality television. Remember that, that show. So what's step one, step one, write the script, step two, rewrite the script right? Like it's a process of, of development. Um, so I would challenge you the way that you challenged me, like pick one of your bodies of work. Just look, look into the ones that you have and really like pray on it and receive which, which work you want to workshop first as you move towards you know, bringing it into its fullest expression. Because I imagine you don't want to just go and publish this thing in a PDF format online, right? Like you want to work with someone that's going to be able to help you like figure out the best possible outcome. Um, so I'll challenge you this month to to receive which one of those it is, get back in tune with it, get back in alignment with it, you know, open yourselves, open yourself back up. What is the message that you, you are trying to share or that you were instructed to share, you know, with the world and then go from there, you know, who might be able to help me bring this to life. Um, and I'll do the same. I'll, I'll find the five or six songs that really speak to me and then I'll work towards finishing them because the ones that come to mind are not finished. And that's a big part of, of, um, you know, attracting a team that's willing to help. It's it's creating a body of work and doing your part as the artist, as the creator, so that other people can do their part as well. In your experience with your music, who is your editor? That's a good question. Um, I usually have a couple other producers like that I I will send songs to, send demos to like as soon as I bounce them, you know. Um, more often than not I'll send demos to Blue and I just try to send them to people that I respect that are in the industry and that will give me like an honest opinion, not just toot my horn, you know, cause I need people to, to give me constructive criticism and I'm working on being able to receive constructive criticism. Um, and constructive criticism is given with a grain of salt, you know, like it's, it's not the word of God or, you know, absolute fact. It's all subjective um, and up to interpretation. So it's ultimately, you know, about creating the work, 
right? Opening ourselves to receiving the work, then being humble enough to, to welcome others into the process of, of experiencing our work, right? And if they're really a good listener and somebody that, that cares enough and is honest enough to listen or to really read it and, and try to give it, like, to remove their ego and try to really give it an honest, an honest read, an honest listen, you know, that's the type of person that you want, like, listening to it. Um, I will say from listening to Wayne Dyer and Wayne's relationship with his editor, we might, maybe we can go back in that book inspiration. Cause he actually talks about it a little bit. Um, he had worked Wayne Dyer is an amazing author, one of my favorite authors. And he had worked with an editor in the past that just, it just did not, they didn't click, you know, there was just resistance there and he felt like almost inhibited or like anxious about the process of working with this editor, but he found an editor that just understood him and his process and writing from spirit. And, you know, she just became someone that was there to help him format his work in a way that was like commercially viable. You know, the editors there to like workshop the chapters and like help create the format for the book, you know, like how big do you want the text? Like, how can we get this into like, you know, the hands of the right people that, you know, a, a publisher, you know, I don't, I think the editor is much different from the publisher, like, um, but these are things to be really curious about, you know, if you're, if you're really interested in and going into like, you know, the business of writing, like, that's kind of an exciting place to be, you know, as someone who's, you know, on the edge of you know, like getting your getting your toes wet in the actual industry of like how it works. And then, um, you know, seeing who might be here in the in the uh, in the area or online or whatever that you might be able to strike a chord and have some harmony with because it's it's got to be a right the right fit you know um i will say as a producer i am also an editor of artists works right like when i have an artist or a writer come into the studio they share their heart and their soul <laughs> And I say, okay, well, we're going to take that and we're going to put that here because this is going to help support the chorus. If we, you know, it's like we kind of restructure and work together. It's ultimately their decision. You know, they're, they're the creator and, you know, the visionary, but I'm just here to help facilitate that process and try to support them through like really communicating the message that they want to share. And more often than not, like as a producer or an editor, um, they're, they're really happy with the way it turns out because I try to get out of my own way and just do what I think is best for the song. So I think a good editor will do what they think is best for the book. And hopefully if they're in line with themselves and just in tune with spirit and they're really doing what they think is best for the book, it will, it will create the, the best possible outcome. So what I'm hearing you say is music is your legacy. And books are mine. Sure, we can sum it sum it up to that. I'm um, I'm cool with that. Beautiful. It's all divine inspiration. 
It's all divine inspiration. That's that's one of the most important things I'd say in discovering and expressing, you know, the seeds that we're planting as as legacy, as dreamers, um, is tap into that inspiration. You know, find what it is that really sets your soul on fire and put yourself in a position to do that as much as humanly possible um, within reason. You know, it's important to remember that what makes a fire burn is space between the logs it takes space when you need it and uh just try to stay in tune and with that should we close out this pop question yes all right all right guys thank you so much for tuning in i'd like to close out the episode um, once again actually reading the weekly quote and then briefly discussing, you know, what it means to us and how we maybe might tie it back to legacy or however it might serve us. So uh, we want you guys to take a moment to think about this as well in your lives. Um, and with that, uh, why don't you go ahead and read the quote again? It is a fearful thing to love what death can touch. A fearful thing to love, hope, dream, to be, to be and oh, to lose. A thing for fools, this, and a holy thing, a holy thing to love. For your life has lived in me. Your laugh once lifted me. Your word was a gift to me. To remember this brings a painful joy. This a human thing, love, a holy thing to love what death has touched. It is a fearful thing to love what death can touch. Beautiful. Beautiful. And with that, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we want to encourage you to consider how do you want to be remembered? Um, it is a fearful thing to love what death can touch. And, you know, we want you to know you are very loved. And we hope, you know, you have love in your lives and just know that um, you are definitely worth it. <laughs> um Legacy is so interesting. You know, one day we will be gone. Um, and leaving a legacy is about um, creating something that, that lives beyond the boundaries of our own physical lives. Um, so how do you want to be remembered? We'll keep meditating and thinking on the same question for ourselves. And is there anything else you want to say? Thank you guys for listening. I hope you're finding value and enjoyment in these episodes. Um, our, our desire is really just to be a conduit for expression and an example for you to take the things that you find inspiring and share them with the world. So have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>